This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on. Locked on. Locked on. Locked on. Locked on. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Pretty good. Pretty good. We are uh, we are past the uh, divisional rounds. We are entering the conference championships this this coming mm-hmm. weekend. Some pretty good games last weekend, I thought, uh, depending on which game you were watching. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, it's again just kind of a constant reminder of uh, you know, I, especially watching that that Tampa Bay Saints game, right? Like neither one of those two quarterbacks was playing very good football. It, it, it makes you feel like... Well, and that's what I was going to ask you. Let's actually... Let's let's do the first segment on this. Okay. After watching the games this weekend, do you feel better or worse about where the Cowboys stand in terms of getting, you know, getting back to being competitive? I think better, you know? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of... It's a little bit of both, right? Because I, I look at what... You know, I look at the quarterback play on both of those two teams, and it was it was terrible. I mean, they're dragging these two quarterbacks into the playoffs because they have playoff wins and you know skins on the wall. But mm-hmm. neither Drew Brees nor uh, Tom Brady were going to be the reason that either one of those two teams won their game. You know, and and it certainly wasn't the reason that the that the the, the Bucks won their game, right? Well, I would even say the same with the, the Buffalo uh, Baltimore game, sure. right? Sure, absolutely. I mean, I think, and 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 again, you know, I, maybe that's to the argument of 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 what you always say that quarterbacks don't matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I look. I mean, I think there's something there, right? Like, I mean, obviously that's not true, and, and right. but I but I think you know, look, you've got four teams who, uh, you know, have quarterbacks who. Uh, have had have certainly done things in this league before who have certainly uh, uh put up huge numbers at one point or another I, I would say all four of those quarterbacks i mean uh, maybe you know not so much as uh, with the, with the bills but i think you know everybody else there has been in an mvp ca- candidate uh, mm-hmm. but i think you, what you saw was four quarterbacks who weren't playing their best football necessarily um and uh so i think I think from that aspect, it, I think, yes, it makes me feel better because I think the Cowboys have a quarterback who would be playing better football than any of those guys come uh, come the playoff time. But I think the thing that does concern me a little bit more is ultimately what, what, what brought those teams in or what carried the winning teams through was uh, a very well-rounded team, you know, yeah, ha- I, I, having I, a solid I, defense. I would also say this. I think 
you look at the four offensive minds left in the playoffs, right? Andy, Andy Reid, Matt LaFleur, Brian Dayball, Bruce Arians, and Byron Leftwich there in Tampa Bay. All those guys are really good. And then when you look at the weapons, I mean, which team, Landon, has the worst weapons in the playoffs? Is it Green Bay with Devontae Probably, Adams yeah. I mean, and Aaron Jones? Yeah. I mean, that's that's not a slight, you know? I mean, No, I not at all. That's, that has to do with a lot with the talent that's around all those guys in there. So... Yeah, I just I think mean, you I, need to have you need to have weapons, right? And you need to have an offensive coordinator that can help maximize those weapons. And I posted this tweet yesterday, but you know the top of, of the top five scoring offenses in the NFL, four of them are still in the playoffs right now. No team that had, I mean, none of these teams had top nine scoring defenses. I think their defenses were just good enough to get by, but it was the offenses that are carrying them. I mean, obviously the quarterbacks in that Saints Bucks game were bad, but. I don't think you have to have a great defense anymore to to get to the championship games or to win a Super Bowl. I just don't think that's the case. I don't. Yeah, I think there's a sweet spot there, right? Like, I agree. I don't think you you necessarily have to have a defense that's going to take over every single game. I do think that you have to have a, a defense that can win you a game here or two, though. Sure, you know and they can't and, be they can't be the worst defense in the NFL, yeah. right? Like the, you can't do that. I think I, I think I saw it yesterday that. These four teams left their scoring defenses ranked between like nine and fifteen. So yeah. they're again they're not elite, but they're not just hemorrhaging yards and points all game long. I think you can I think you can build a team that will get you to the Super Bowl based on the idea that you have an elite offense that and a defense that does just enough. But I think that at some point you're gonna need like just because it's so hard to win playoff games, you know, I, I think at some point you're going to need to find a way to win a a football game here or there mm-hmm. uh, using a different path than what you're used to, right? Whether yeah. that's, you know, whether yeah. that's running the ball more or playing more defense or, or whatever. I, I think, you know, there's something to the idea that you have to have some, you have to going into a game, you got to have several paths to victory. You can't just rely right. on one path to victory. So I think you can rely on one path to victory for a vast majority of the regular season. If your offense is good enough, but I think once it gets down to the playoff time, you have to be able to, if you get knocked off you know, your your normal path of victory, you have to be able to find a different way to win a football game uh, when, when things aren't, when you're having to play like left-handed, as they say, you know, just not with your best option right, available right. to you. Now, this is another question that kind of ties into this, but what's the best way to build a defense now? I mean, is it to have... You know, eleven guys or fourteen guys that are just all solid, or to have two or three playmakers and rely on those guys to make plays. Because, like you see in Kansas City, right? Tyron Matthew seems like he just makes a big play in every single one of these playoff games. You know, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald really carried that Rams defense to be the you know the number one ranked defense in the NFL. Um, but even Tampa Bay, like Levante David and Devin White, really took over that game. Is that the way to build a modern defense is to just get two or three stars and hope they can do it? You know, I think that I think that's probably if you've got a good enough quarterback, then yeah, I think so, right? I think that if if your quarterback is in your offense is scoring enough points, then what you need is a, a bunch of solid players and then two or three superstars on your defense to, to kind of just create plays. I, I think if you don't have uh, you know that kind of top five offense, uh, and we don't even need to say quarterback. We need to say offense, right? If you don't yes, have that yes. kind of top five scoring offense, then I think it probably helps you to have a little bit more of a deep 
talented roster on defense. I think the, the problem with that, you know, in general is that that's not easy to maintain over years, no, uh, over no, years, no. because you have to just keep all those plates spinning at once. I think it's e- it's easier to maintain a situation where you're paying your quarterback, a pass rusher, uh, 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 you know, a, a, a corner, back. a cornerback, yeah. uh, a big money, and then you're just plug and playing uh, guys from the draft and right. from cheap free agency as as you can everywhere else. I think that's something that we need to keep in mind over the next couple of months, Lane. And like, we're just, it's going to be too hard for the Cowboys to completely retool a defense. So instead of spending, let's say, $18 million on four different players, maybe the Cowboys would be better off just to get that one prize free agent and, you know, a defensive tackle and, you know, move on. And hopefully that guy is good enough to make you know, six or seven splash plays over the course of a playoffs, and that's what gets you a win. So uh, just something to keep in mind as we move through this offseason. Let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online. Are you ready for some football? We've got the championship round this weekend, and there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust with our bets, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use the promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Okay, Landon. So we got some some bad news on Monday. One of my favorite weeks of the year, the NFL Combine uh, will no longer be taking place, at least this year, in Indianapolis. There's going to be actually no combine altogether. Uh, the NFL sent out a memo. It's just going to be too difficult with all the COVID restrictions. Mm. Uh, Indianapolis also is hosting March Madness, and all their hotels and all that kind of stuff is, are being used already. Um, it does sound like we're going to have uh, pro days, and these pro days are going to have to be a little bit more, I don't know, up to par. They're going to be a little bit more standardized <laughs> from from pro day to pro day. Uh, but first and foremost, how big of a loss is it for the NFL and us not having a pro day? I, you know, I, I think you and I discussed this before. Uh, before I mean, I, I know you and I discussed this before we came on the podcast, and um, you know, it's it's pretty clear that the people that are going to take the biggest losses are 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 folks like you and I. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that the NFL is still going to try to get their information. Uh, I definitely would say that it's going to be uh, uh, looked at with with a large grain of salt because it's it's going to be harder and harder to kind of standardize some of these numbers, uh, depending on where they're being taken. You know, and and mm-hmm. I think you know, I've you know we always look very side eyed at the Ohio State forty numbers. <laughs> sure. and, uh, you know they they have that track at a, at an angle going downhill, and it's only thirty seven and a half yards. Yep. Uh, yep. You know, I, I so we'll see. I, I think that's going to be the diff- the most difficult thing, and really, I think the thing I have to compare it to is, uh, you know, the way we were trying to cover training camp. And OTAs, sure, right? Yeah. It's like we yeah. just we just didn't really have any information, and all the information we were getting was secondhand, and and even that information was uh, was people peering through keyholes. So, um, yeah, I think it's for the NFL teams; they're gonna get their information. Um, you know, they're gonna get as as good information as they can. For us, it's gonna you know, I, 
it's hard to know. We have no idea of exactly how reliable the information we're going to get and, and what we're going to be able to tell you uh, all of y'all once we get it. Um, I, I think that's really where, you know, that plus the, you know, the kind of pageantry and, you know, there's the other thing too, is I think a lot of business goes down at the draft, oh, I mean, at yeah, the combine, you know, so I, I, you know, a lot of the kind of uh, you know, draft talk or, I mean, a, a trade talks or uh, free agency, agency stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. a lot of that goes down in Indianapolis. So I think there's certainly going to be, uh, you know, some things missed there. Look, I, I mean, overall, what it what it means to me is this again is going to be the most difficult draft. Uh, I think that 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 we've had. Oh yeah, probably ever. I mean, just and I don't mean just for us as analysts who are watching the team. I think for the for the teams as well. Even with better information than we're getting, it's not the information they're used to getting, and it certainly doesn't fit compartmentalized in in with the rest of all the years of, of, of information that you get out of Indianapolis on the same track year after year. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't quite mesh as well with the rest of the data points that you have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's got an asterisk next to it. So, uh, you know, I, I think for us, it's going to be very difficult to cover. And for the teams, it's going to be just incredibly difficult to, uh, you know, kind of sort out uh, how reliable some of this information is, and, and it's just going to make the evaluation job that was already extremely difficult because of COVID that much more difficult without you know solid, reliable numbers. Yeah, I mean that's obviously going to be a, a big hit. Uh, rest in peace, mock draftable. Uh, you know, well, it's one of my seriously. favorite things to do. Yeah. Um, but I think when you combine the, when you combine the no combine with you know all the opt-outs that we had from this college football season that's going to make it even more difficult right so like a guy yeah, like absolutely. Gregory Russo from Miami did not play this year only played you know one year at Miami we were all expecting him to go to you know Indianapolis and dominate the combine and put up freakish numbers but let's say he doesn't work out before the combine. I, I don't know how you can draft that player high, only seeing him play in 13 career games and not having testing numbers. And we'll see how they do medicals and all that kind of stuff. But, man, it's going to be really difficult. And it's you're really going to have to rely on the film. And the film can lie at some points, depending on the scheme, depending on you know the, the opponent that you're playing. So it, it's going to make for one of the wildest drafts ever. But I do anticipate, Lane, and we'll, we'll get some pro day numbers, and they'll be fairly accurate. I know Dane Brugler, in his draft guide every year, gets the official numbers from the teams uh, that they actually use. and So we'll, we'll have those kind of stuff. It, it's just going to be... It's just gonna. It's bad for us. That's that's really all I can say. Because I love watching the combine. Because there are there are things you can get out of it, right? Like for example, Layden, this is one of my favorite drills at the combine. Isn't actually a testing drill. It's the offensive linemen doing their kick slide drill. You yeah. know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Because you you find out right away which guys can move, right, and yep. which guys are natural. In the and you watch slide. them all in a row too. That's the it, best part. That's you, the best part. Yeah. I remember Eric Flowers back in whatever draft that was, 2015, right? You could see him doing the kick slide drills, and you knew right away he wasn't a tackle. But shout out to Dave Gettleman for still drafting him in the top 10 anyways. But <laughs> those are the things that I'm going to miss. Yeah, it's true. And I, and, I, and you know, for Gettleman, I think, wasn't it the, the, the comp? Or maybe it was Senior Bowl uh, that he saw uh, Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones throw the football three times and decided he was the quarterback of the future. Oh, so. Man. 
uh, yeah, we're not going to have the ability for guys like Gettleman to make rash decisions based on very little. So uh, uh, we still have the Senior Bowl. Don't worry. That's right. We'll still, still get the Senior Bowl. I guess that's true. So yeah, uh, which I should mention, we are going to preview some of the players at the Senior Bowl. Uh, you know, in the upcoming days, we're going to look at specific position groups. Uh, I know you and I were both doing some film study last night, so make sure you guys uh, are you know tuning into the podcast because we're going to do that probably the rest of the week. Uh, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low. And they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Landon, just a few Twitter questions to close out the show. Um, this one's from Devin. Can you guys discuss the negative side of a high draft pick if you miss on it? Uh, how does it affect the, the salary cap? How far does it set you back? Um, it's a question that we really haven't had to deal with too much because the Cowboys have only had a few top 10 picks over the last decade. But how big is a miss inside the top 10? It's huge. You know, it's it's a lot of money. Uh, it's opportunity lost. It's... Uh... Yeah, it's it's franchise altering, you know. I mean, if you miss in a top 10 pick, it it can seriously set set you back. I mean, uh you lose the opportunity. You know, like I said, the opportunity cost is probably the the worst. I mean, you just don't get the opportunity to choose a, a top 10 player coming out of college very often if you're a good team. So, mm-hmm. uh if you're looking to inject a kind of generational talent uh to your to your team uh the draft is really the only way to do it you know i mean outside of signing in free agency which you're usually going to way overpay for and even then a lot of the best players never ever even see free agency so um you know i think getting the opportunity to have one of those kind of players on your team um, and, and, and a guy that can actually alter the course of the game with this play, uh, th- that's that's hard to measure. I mean, I think mm. it's hard to measure how much that lost opportunity is out. I mean, obviously the money is a huge part of it. You're going to be uh, uh, left with a huge, you know, de- a huge amount of dead money if you have to cut the player. Uh, you ultimately have to make a decision on whether you need to try to uh, continue to keep the player around even if they're playing bad i mean it really depends on the situation but true busts in the top 10 guys who can't play at all right i mean it's huge right because ultimately if they're so bad you can't can't keep them on the field it's dead money it's opportunity cost it's uh how do you pay to even you know field that position because you've already spent all this money it's it's really it's there's a lot of different angles and all of them are bad And, and and frankly that's why i think a lot of People are out there suggesting, look, you can't draft for a need. You can't fall in love with somebody. you got to take the best player available at that spot because busting in the top 10 uh, will set you back in a way that, mm-hmm. that I, I think it's hard to describe otherwise. 
Yeah, and the thing is, most of your elite players, especially on the defensive side of the ball, are top 10, top 12 picks between Aaron Donald and Forrest Buckner, Khalil Mack, Jalen Ramsey. You've got to, when, when you're drafting in the top 10, it typically means you're not a very good team. So you've got to hit on those guys. Uh, and the Cowboys have a chance this year. They, they got to make sure they, they come out and are successful with that pick. Um, all right, we'll, we'll finish out on this one, Landon. Uh, this question is from Matt. What is the ceiling and the floor draft prospects for the Cowboys at 10? I think we talk about this a little bit. I, I mean, I think both of us kind of know. Patrick Sertan is really what I feel like is the floor at that 10th spot right now. Like, you're going to get a pretty solid corner. You're going to get somebody who can start right away. But what's the ceiling? Like, who is the player you're really, really hoping for at that spot now? Well, I, I'm, first I'll push back a little bit. Do you think it's certain that Sertan makes it to 10? I do. Yeah, I, I, I could, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. Like, okay. just because the way things, you know, there's so much uncertainty. But uh, yeah, I, I think Sertan is certainly a, a solid floor to land on for sure. If that's the case, um, just because I mean, I don't think he's an overly athletic cornerback, and typically those guys do tend to fall a little bit. And I feel like with so many quarterbacks and offensive linemen and probably two receivers going in the top 10, it feels pretty likely and safe yeah, that he will it be certainly, It certainly feels likely. I definitely yeah. agree that. Um, I would say the ceiling... It's uh, tough. This Pinay one's Sewell? really tough. I mean, yeah. like... That, I, that's the absolute ceiling, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, but I can't think of what else is so much more of a ceiling, you know? Like, well, he, I'll, I'll tell you. It's one of the quarterbacks falling to you. That's okay. the ceiling, right? Yeah, yeah. Because if one of those falls to you, then your options really open up. Because yeah. let's say Zach Wilson is there at 10. Okay, now we've got situations where you could easily see teams from the 20s coming up and trying to get him rather than trying to go from, let's take Pittsburgh, for example, coming up from 24 to 5. That's probably too big of a jump. But 24 to 10, much easier to do. Or, or Patriots, right? From or the Patriots at 10. 15 or San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of teams in that range. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that what probably would be the ceiling is getting more and more picks just because that's the most desirable. I, I was thinking about it more of a player, but you're right. I mean, obviously, I mean, that, that would be the best situation is getting a bunch of picks for, you know, trading down. I, I kind of feel like the most realistic ceiling guy for me is Caleb Farley. I, I don't know how you feel about him yet. And we Again, we've got so long to go, but that's just a guy that I feel like is – the ceiling of his potential is so much higher than some of the other guys in, in that range. Absolutely. I mean, as far as ceilings go, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.